0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. You are tuned into Benzinga's daily Stocks to Watch podcast. Today is Friday, April 22nd. We've got a special treat for you today, ladies and gentlemen, something I hope we can continue doing moving forward. We want to hear your feedback on it after you listen to the podcast. Please give us a shout and let us know how you liked it. Joined with, as normal, Steve Krause from the News Desk. What's going good, on, Steve?
1: Good morning, Brent. Happy Friday. Woo! Happy, Happy Earth Friday.
0: Day. Ooh, Earth Day. Good call. Happy Earth Day. Also joined with Benzinga's Ryan Fluna. Ryan, what's going on, man? What's going on?
2: Happy Friday, Brent. fri Very
0: nice to see you here today, sir. Thanks for the, the insight. The special treat is Ryan is a bit of an options guy. That's right, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan, right?
2: Yes, sir. I love options.
0: So after right after we got a pretty short stock to watch list for you today. After we hit you with our five ideas from the Benzinga Pro News Desk team, we are going to kick it over to Ryan and he has a few options ideas for this week. I think you said he had four options ideas that you were looking at this week. Ryan, you said you traded one of them even right still in it, still in Ooh. it. All right, Please. ladies and gentlemen, let's get kicked off with our stock to Watch list. And like I said, we'll pop over to Ryan in a few minutes here. So stick, definitely stick around for that. Our stock to Watch list for today is number one, Twitter, TWTR. Number two is Amazon, A-M-Z-N. Number three is Gap, GPS. Number four is Valen Pharma, V-L-O-N. Number five is Moving Image Technologies, M-I-T-Q. Let's get it kicking with Twitter here, folks. So we saw a big block trade in Twitter mm-hmm. this morning. It was kind of interesting. Block trades don't always create price action in stocks. But after we saw this block trade in Twitter this morning in the pre-market session, Twitter shares did start moving higher. We saw about a 955,000 share block trade mm-hmm. going off at a price of 4708 in Twitter and just pulling up my chart here it looks like that was around the low in Twitter this morning okay. Twitter shares trading right now just a little bit before the open at 47.46 that was about a $45 million block, tra- block yeah. trade in Twitter this morning yeah, I was just going to we- say
1: about $45 million and I wanted you to kind of explain what a block trade is um what does that mean
0: Sure. So uh when a big buyer or seller wants to buy or sell some stock, they'll usually reach out to their broker and go, Hey, we wanna we wanna jump in or we wanna we wanna offboard here. How can you facilitate this big mm-hmm. this big trade that we wanna do? And the broker will, if the block is big enough, start looking to the market as to a price that they could get rid of a bunch of shares or buy a bunch of shares. And if there are other interested parties at that time, what a broker can do, what a specialist can do is clump a bunch of shares together to make a big trade go off. Now I get a lot of questions on block trades. Benzing pro users will give me a shout and they'll say, Hey, was that block trade a buy or a sell? Mm. And I always say the stock market is a zero sum game. If there isn't a buy and a sell, there was no transaction. Yep. And so then they usually go, okay, well, well, why do I care about this then? Well, a good way that I like to think about block trade, black trade activity, is that it, it's it's pretty unlikely that a retail investor, an individual investor, non-institutional, is going to be able to make a trade like 950,000 shares in sure. Twitter. So how I like to use block trades is to consider it some institutional potentially interest mm-hmm. or maybe some interest from a very large investor that happens to not be an institution but maybe maybe like a notable source uh like a like a like a big who knows Elon so, Musk or something. I was gonna like say that.
1: speak speaking of, of that th- this one is, is uh maybe an odd duck out because this actually could be Elon Musk or because this is his Twitter and uh we have a little bit of more news on his uh Acquisition attempts for Twitter that he has funding secured was was the was the headline yesterday. Um, Secured forty six and a half billion dollars, putting up around twenty one billion dollars of his own money. So this could be either maybe some of his acquisition partners, you know, starting to move in on this, or uh, Elon Musk himself, right?
0: Who knows? Who knows, Steve? And that like kind of interestingly, when we heard that news yesterday. The sock like didn't really move on it. No, it didn't. So I don't, just something to keep in mind there as you are looking at Twitter into our last day of trade here. Steve, why don't you take us away with our socked watch number two?
1: And one final note on Twitter. Also, oh, okay. there, there was sure. some uh an extra news uh this morning, kind of a little interesting, but the uh the Republican GOP is asking the Twitter board to keep documents related to this Uh, acquisition attempt, basically in case they take over the house and they want to do an investigation into this. If they are, if they end up rejecting Musk's bid, they want to, they are likely going to, you know, investigate this in the house. Just kind of, you know, uh, a political story for Twitter. Yeah. Good
0: good to note there, Steve. Thanks
1: for doing that. Mm -hmm. All right. Stock to watch number two is uh, Amazon, AMZN. Uh, We're in the throes of earnings. You know, we had our uh, Netflix, we had, um, uh, Facebook and uh, or do we have Facebook yet? Maybe not yet.
0: We we had IBM. Maybe IBM. that's the other yeah, big tech other name. One. We did not have Facebook
1: yet. Yeah, 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 Netflix, we had IBM and we got Amazon. I think this is next week. Yep, next week, yep. April 28th after the market close.
0: So that is going to be Thursday of mm-hmm. next week. Stock to watch number three here is Gap GPS. Shares trading down about 17% this morning. Last night the company cut their guidance. Do you have those guidance figures that you can read off for us, Steve?
1: I do. They said that uh, they would. They're they're steepening their their uh, previous estimated decline. Before they said that they were going to decline in the mid to high single digit range in, in terms of Q1 net sales, mm-hmm. um, and now they're guiding to uh, the low mid. Low to mid teens, basically. So they're yep. they're they're projecting that they're going to uh it's gonna be a steeper decline in Q1 net sales.
0: So like putting those into some practical terms, mid to high single digit decline would be let's say five to nine percent. Uh the low to mid teens would be in like the twelve, thirteen, 12, fourteen, fifteen percent yeah. decline, yeah. if yep. if I if I had to guess. I'd say Thank- so too. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock to watch number four. I'll let you take that one, Steve.
1: All right. This is VLO on this VLON Val on pharmaceuticals. This is uh, one of our low float momentum plays and uh, they had some news. So, you know, sometimes these, these uh, low float names don't really have news. They're moving them. They're kind of just trader targets, trader ideas. This one did have news uh, announcing that have some strategic alternatives and they're to maximize shareholder value. Uh, shares are up over 100%. And I think you were saying, yeah, issue has about 4 million shares in the float.
0: Yep. I'm just looking, pulling up my chart right now. The stack is still up. Yeah, it's up more than 100% here, up about 106% right mm-hmm. now. Definitely a penny stack. Definitely a little low float momentum here today. Uh, while Valen was a low float name with some news, our last stock to watch is a low float name where we couldn't identify any news this morning. Mm-hmm. This was one of our biggest movers on Benzinga Pro's movers tool this morning. It's Moving Image Technologies, MITQ. Shares were trading up about 35% in the pre-market session today. Again, no news and about 8 million shares in the float. All right, Steve, we are concluding our stock to watch list here. Let's get to our special feature, and let's kick it over to Benzinga's Ryan Fluna. He's going to hit us with a few options ideas that he was looking at this week. Yeah,
2: Absolutely, but first, I was so impressed by your list of stocks to watch that I actually took a look at them myself here. Yeah. VLON, I think, is absolutely going to be in play, and then also may be in play again on Monday. So first of all... Uh, We have a, it's setting new highs here in the pre-market. We actually enter a gap on the daily chart at 248. We are currently at 244. So with the low float structure that you folks already talked about, look for this thing to get wild as we break into that gap, just for some, the bottom of that gap is in the sixes. So this, there could be some considerable fireworks in this name today. I'm glad that you brought this up.
0: Love it, Ryan. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Thank you.
2: Now as far as some one of the other stocks that you mentioned Twitter there was a ton of option activity on Twitter and sure. as you can imagine there was yeah. a ton of option activity on both sides of this right because we're talking about a buyout we don't really know or a takeover or a hostile takeover we don't really know what's going to end up happening so of course traders are positioning on both sides of this I went back and looked through some of the unusual options this week for twitter and the one that really stood out uh are the may 20 expiry so that is going to be your monthly call co- uh your monthly contracts the may 20 45 and a half strike had unbelievable uh put sweep go through so we okay. had 5,500, according to Benzinga Pro, we had 5,500 contracts that swept through at that strike and expiry versus an open interest of
0: 345. So oh, these, wow.
2: These are the stats that really get me going because if there's only 345 mm-hmm. contracts at this strike and expiry being held open, and then all of a sudden a trader comes in and buys 5,500, yeah. that's notable. Uh, they yeah. spent $1.925 million in premium taking that position. If it's good enough for that trade Two million, it might be good enough for my couple thousand. Right, so That's Ryan, just that.
0: just uh, some quick math there. So that open that volume was about 16, 17 times the open interest. Man, but right. right,
2: you got you got a good mental calculator going there. It's no, actually I... 15.94. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. That is 16 times that that's the yeah. volume to open interest ratio that you're talking about. And that for me, that's a key indicator of new option activity that the market yep. is not necessary. You mentioned earlier about the zero sum market for the block trades. Sure. It's similar for the option activity as well. Mm-hmm. There cannot be a transaction without a buyer and a seller. And you're you're basically just trying to determine if this is a new buyer or if this is flipping back yeah. and forth. and a lot of these other strikes, you did see that. You would see 1,000 contract lots, but they'd be sold back and forth. This one's a little bit more notable. It's more of an outlier.
0: Gotcha. All right. I'm excited to hear the ideas that you had, Ryan. Would you mind starting with that one that you traded, or you want to save that one for the end?
2: No, let's start with that one because cool. I think that one actually has awesome. some more juice on it. So the one that I traded is ticker BHC, and i I want to get I want to get this right here because I don't use their products. This is ba- Bosch Health Companies, I believe. This is Bosch and Loam, which is what you would yes. probably know this for. So ticker BHC actually had multiple gigantic sweeps this week. The first one came on April nineteenth. It was the July twenty eight calls, thirty thousand plus contracts. Trading at that strike, um, there was repeat sweeps, which is always a, a, a bullish indicator for me. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word bullish because if it's a put sweep, I suppose that's bearish. But it, right. it's a notable indicator mm-hmm. when similar strike and expiries are swept up two days in a row, and that's okay. exactly what happened on BHC. Um, the way that I, the reason that this is important and the reason why I follow this is because this actually can give you two potential trades. First of all, much like a block trade, when you see See a gigantic option sweep. Sometimes the stock price will react instantly, and that gives you the opportunity to scalp it. We're talking about calls here. So, what happened when that huge thirty thousand contract sweep hit the tape? The stock popped a little bit. I was actually able to scalp the equity in that moment because as soon as I see these options come in, buy some of the shares. The shares push up, sell them, collect a little bit of profit. There you go. Awesome. The second leg of that. So, I'm that was in and out. I wasn't even in that trade for more than a minute. That was a quick scalp. Gotcha. However. I also ended up taking some of these contracts. And the thought process here is, well, someone with a gigantic amount of resources that clearly knows something is in the process of happening or is going to happen is positioning themselves to take advantage of this. And what I did is I simply followed along uh, with with a little bit, uh, with with a few contracts. What's great about that scalping the equity gives me a little bit of profit, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of offsetting the cost of those contracts should this trade not work. And I think that's an important distinction because a big option sweep does not guarantee that something is going to happen. You're just trying to play odds. You're trying to put all that in your favor. So um, that was the one that I traded. I'm actually still in it. again, let me just give you the stats on that real quick. That was the July 28 calls. So let me go ahead and pull up the option chain here. Uh, That's going to be, those expire on July 15th, 84 days to expiry uh, from today. And the contracts were relatively low priced. I think the sweep happened when the contracts were 40 cents. They're currently fifty. 50 cent bid right now, awesome. a 54 cent ask. So these are very, very affordable. It allows traders to get huge lots. And of course, options are a levered trading vehicle, right? So if that if this starts to move in your direction, this could be quite a profitable trade. Uh, I will hold, the and, and one more thing is as far as risk goes with options, because obviously options swing back and forth. I've structured this trade that this is an all or nothing trade for me. I'm going to hold mm-hmm. these until they expire worthless, or I'm going to hold these until I have about 100% profit or perhaps more if it continues to to run. Um, that's just part of the, of the way that you structure the risk around that trade prior to taking it. So that's the one that I'm in. Uh, a couple of the other ones that I thought were quite noticeable were on, again, on April 19th, we saw Lucid contracts. Uh, that's ticker LCID. It was the 22 and a half strike for next Friday. So those expire on April 29th, which is a week from today. Uh, and those were, again, those were the 22 and a half uh, contracts now um, that was notable for me because Tesla of course was doing it. So this was prior to the Tesla earnings, mm-hmm. so that was that was that was noticeable. And then also um, this is a lead up to Lucid's earnings, right? So Lucid is scheduled to report earnings on May fifth. What was interesting about this is that this was a fairly large bet that did not. Capture the earnings date. So to me, this is a trader trying to play a run-up into earnings, but then not expose themselves to the actual awesome. event. To me, that's um, those are sometimes easier for a retail guy to follow because you don't have to effectively gamble your position on there a you binary go. event at the end of it.
1: That's so what I was I- wondering because one thing we have been talking about on the podcast is kind of. Uh, how risky it is to play earnings. Cause you have to do, mm-hmm. you have to predict how the numbers are going to go and then how the market's going to react to them. So would you, you know, it sounds like you're saying this is a little bit of a more palatable way to kind of, you know, uh, play earnings basically. Yeah,
2: you're exactly right, Steve. And one more thing that's that's on there is that you have to be you have to understand how implied volatility works too. Right. Mm -hmm. When you have a binary event coming up, a lot of the times the implied volatility is elevated. So in addition to making the right call, you also have to structure it in such a way that after that event, when the implied volatility starts to come in, hopefully that doesn't eat into your profits. It's it's another added degree of difficulty when holding through the event. So you're absolutely right. It's it's a lot more more palatable for a retail trader to actually play the run-up into that event uh, i didn't take that one uh, looks like lucid here is actually trading down a little bit since that mm-hmm. um, but not out of the woods yet so we'll see what happens maybe we get a pr this weekend um, maybe you know who knows. Uh, so so that one that one's really noticeable. One of the other ones that I think was noticeable that's going to actually come to an end today was Pinterest again on April 19th. We had massive call sweeps in the 23 strike and the 24 and a half strike for this Friday. So these are the contracts that expire today. Pinterest is is, is not, uh, though, though that looks like it did not work, right? So Pinterest is $20 mm-hmm. right now, yeah. Uh, after the open, here these contracts were for a little bit more upside. Um, I think that what was happening here was some of the other social media companies Mm -hmm. were were being played in sympathy, right? We had snap earnings this week. We have all of the drama going on with Twitter. I think that what was happening here was traders saying, well, you know, Pinterest might react to either these snap earnings or, or some of the other Twitter stuff that's going on. Let's try to play it to the upside. It looks as if that didn't work, but We still have today's session. So let's go ahead and see uh, what happens with Pinterest. Uh, We already talked about BHC. The last one here was KBH. So this was yesterday, actually. We saw calls in the uh, May 35 calls uh, for KBH. That's, of course, KB Homes. Um, This one was interesting to me just because uh, it it, it was such a huge outlier. Let me see if I can pull these up here real quick. May 35 calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and actually right now we still have 12,675 contracts in the open interest, uh, being held open. So this, obviously the traders have not bailed on this position yet. It looks like let me pull up the uh, the chart here. Sorry, I'm dancing between a few screens. Oh, good man. I apologize. Um, it looks like KB Holmes is actually down from that trade. So, um, Brent, to your point about about saying, you know, is it a buy or a sell? Um, maybe these are contracts that were sold. Right. Maybe this maybe this was a large sale of of those calls. Um, in any case, th- this one looks uh, this one looks like it, it's. We got just less than a month here. This one's still in play, uh, but we're going to need some upward movement real soon for this to still be viable.
0: Awesome, Ryan. That was a whole ton of really good info. I love getting you know more of a of a trader's perspective on mm-hmm. the podcast here. Steve and I come in from a news Zest perspective and more of like a catalyst perspective. I love the way you're thinking about things, man. Love to hear from the audience, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked the segment. Yeah. If you like the segment, we absolutely want to do this again. Give us some a feedback podcast on,
1: regular, yeah.
0: That would be excellent. Maybe we do a little Friday feature with with Ryan. Um, and let us know about the format. If you liked the amount of the number of ideas that Ryan shared, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any other ideas for us or Ryan, please let us know, ladies and gentlemen. You know how to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. That is going to wrap it up for our Socks to Watch podcast this week. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. We'll be back next week with five more Socks Watch podcasts. Good luck out there today. Everyone have a great weekend. Good luck, everyone. Thank you. Take care.
3: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right.